0: In high definition, you are watching VidGold. This is the Congoer. Hello, Congoer. We got a special treat for you. I am here with C.J. Henderson, a very talented author of horror and science fiction. So, how are you doing today? Uh,
1: pretty good. I'm. I'm very tired. You guys, uh, for those of you out there that don't know it, uh, the old, got the cancer. Uh, But um, so it has slowed me down much more so than, uh, you know, I normally am. But uh, also, Zen Kai Con, if you've never been here, folks, it is a great show. It'll really kick your ass. (laughs) It's a Sunday afternoon. I'm weary. Uh, As soon as this is done, I'm going to inhale another cup of coffee. Uh, But you know what? Enough of this. Let's get back to her.
0: Okay, well, thank you. Well, um, i see you have uh, many uh, titles. I read that you have over seven. You've authored over 70 books so far. Tell us about that.
1: Okay, well, it's 70 novels and or books. So, in other words, it's things like uh, the Encyclopedia of Science Fiction Movies, uh, Beginning Guide to Collecting Comics, uh, Black Sabbath, The Ozzy Osbourne Years. So, you have, like, weird books like that in there and then a lot of the novels. But that doesn't include things like, say, the the Lovecraft book here I only have one story in that if you start including those books uh, it's probably around 500 books that uh, I have because it takes seventeen two and a half foot shelves now to hold the collected me
0: that's amazing Uh, how did you start writing or like when did you get into writing
1: well my earliest memories are of telling stories to the other kids at night around the street light and then in the 8th grade someone said you know you ought to write stuff down I said that's a good idea and so I started writing stories down. And then God bless the teacher in high school that said, you're taking typing. I was oh, come on, man, that's for girls. And uh, thank you, whoever you were that forced me to take typing because I learned. And I learned on, you know, a royal because there were no computers in those days for us. And, uh, man, once you learn to hit keys down with your little finger, you're never getting carpal tunnel. And uh, in college, while, well, I should say after I got out of college, after writing hundreds and hundreds of really crappy, bad stories, someone said, you know, you ought to send stuff out. And I said, that's a good idea. And I'm very suggestive, you see. So luckily, with all that practice, um, I did start to sell right away. Uh, but that's the only reason. Because, I mean, I was really, there were terrible stories. In, but you've you got to get that out of your system. And after, I, I Quite easily could be a thousand of these crappy little stories. Uh, I guess I had learned something, and that's and that's how I get started.
0: Oh, sweet, awesome! Uh, so, why um, the why the, why do you write for the genres that you write for, like horror, science fiction, and like you know Lovecraft, you know types of stories?
1: Well, um, I actually got started doing hardboiled detectives, very noirish things, first person, uh, tough guy stuff, and I got the idea that I wanted to write a Lovecraftian novel, but with a hard-boiled detective. What would happen if a regular police investigation or a private eye was following clues and it led to something that didn't make any sense unless you went one step beyond? Now, most of the people in your audience think that this stuff has been around forever, but at the time there was no cross-genre. And the reason for it is the publishers were all like, where would you put it in the store? I mean, is it mystery? Is it horror? Where we, and when I said, well, why not put it in both sections, they're like, Oh, ah, Damon, Damon's spot. <laughs> Nobody wanted it. So finally, what one publisher wanted me to do something so stupid instead. I said, you know, I already have a job I hate. I don't need you turning the thing I love into something else to despise. And I went home, and I wrote The Things That Are Not There, the first supernatural detective novel that ever got published, in four months' worth of lunch hours. And luckily the day after i finished it i was with a different publisher that was buying one of my hard detective novels and i said do you have anything else you can show us and i said well i have a supernatural detective i know nobody wants and he said we'll look at that and two days later they said okay we want another of these jack Hagee novels and we want two more of the supernatural guy so that's how i ended up in the supernatural uh... field period i was already a lovecraft fan and uh, eventually it came to the point where the Lovecraft estate asked me to do a continuation of Inspector LaGrasse. And I was only supposed to do one story. But I was also working for the Lynn Carter estate, expanding their stuff. And I, on my own, I just wrote a Inspector LaGrasse-Anton Zarnak team-up. Because I just felt like doing it. But both estates approved of the story. So then they wanted more LaGrasse from Lovecraft. and then more, So I filled a Zarnak book. I filled the LaGrasse book. And then the uh, Lovecraft estate said, you know what, do whatever you want. You have our blessing. That's impressive. Yeah, well, I mean, now it doesn't mean anything because, like, 20 years later, uh, anybody can write Lovecraft because it's all public domain because they don't care. Uh, there, uh, There was a publishing house out there that for years was lying to everybody saying they had the rights, and they were just charging people money they did not have any right to collect. The true estate, the actual relatives of Lovecraft, said, yeah, go ahead. And, uh... So that's how I did so much mythos. And people come to you for other types of horror when you're doing that. But then I just started to do other things. I mean, I'm the creator of the sci-fi military musical comedy genre. You know, it's like like I've done all sorts of pulp action adventure, steampunk, steampunk romance, uh, Kolchak the Night Stalker I now because they came to me because of all the supernatural detectives. Um, and there's, there's so many things I'm forgetting. I just, uh, I'm just all over the place because, well, I'm old now. I've had so much time to just keep going on and on, making stuff up and, and people keep buying it and my wife wants the checks. So that's why I do it. Awesome.
0: Now you said uh, before, like, you know, you go through like a publishing company. I've, I've seen that there's a big trend now doing self-publishing and eBooks. What's your thoughts on
1: that? Uh, Self-publishing, oh, pardon me, where did that come from? Self-publishing, when I got started, was, of course, a dirty word because it meant that you were going to somebody who was just taking your money and driving a bunch of books up to your house and dumping them off. But now it's it's completely changed. I have too many people throwing checks at me to do self-publishing. However, my daughter and I, when I got the rights back to Baby's First Mytho, she said, I want to redo the art, and she decided to publish it. So I said, oh, sure, and we redid it. And uh, we did the World Bestiary together, which she did all the publishing, uh, and I just wrote it for her. So I have self-published in that manner, and I've been involved in some Kickstarters and Indiegogo projects. So I'm all for it, but I'm lazy. And the publishers keep saying, here's a check, do work. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, you know, if you're out there and you think it's a good, do it. If you, have, if you think you have the talent, the one thing I tell you to remember, though, is once you decide to self-publish, you are the publisher. Once you have these books, what are you going to do with them? What is your publishing scheme? I'm not saying this to make you not do it. I'm trying to get you ready so that you're not overwhelmed so that you're able to do two and three and four and five. What are you going to do with these books? Uh, are you going to put them on Amazon? Do you have an ebook strategy? Are you going to go to conventions? Do you know what type of conventions? Do you have a day job that you're going to have to ask for time off? You know, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> You have to think this out. You have to, you know, think it through. But if you're ready, go for it. This is the age. This is a golden age of opportunity for for new writers Uh, and even for old writers. I know a lot of people that are taking their old stuff and the publishers are saying, oh, nobody wants that. We don't want to care, blah, 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 blah. And they're making the most money they ever made in their lives because they're just putting it out themselves. And what a surprise. People want to read good work.
0: Well, awesome. Is there any particular books that you've written that's like your all-time favorite?
1: There are two, Uh, because I get asked this question a lot when people come to the table, and I can only narrow it down to two. The first is What You Pay For, and that's a collection of my hard-boiled detective short stories. And uh, the book has been in print for 30 years. It's never gone away. It got me started. There are stories in there that I'm never going to top. There's, I, I might tie them, but I'm never going to write better stories. I was young, I was angry, you know, and another thing. Rah, 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 you know. <laughs> uh, the novels for this character go in and out of print, but the, that book has never disappeared, so I have to be proud of it. The things that are not there is that first detective, supernatural detective novel that I wrote that I said, okay, fine, I'm never going to get published again. I'm going to write this anyway and went home and wrote in four months' worth of lunch hours. Now there's nine books in the series. I only have four on the table because uh, this is the third time the series is coming back into print. There are 70 short stories with the characters in print. One of them, uh, my breakout female star, she got so many stories. She filled her own book, then she got her own comic book. She's been optioned for a film. The series has been optioned twice. Translated into three different languages. I win! Uh, So between these two books, I cannot decide. They made my career and then my international career. And, you know, it's it's hard enough to pick one child out of 70. I I got it down to two. I got to stop there. Two
0: favorites. Yes. Awesome. Uh, is there um, any other conventions you'll be making an appearance at if we uh, miss you at ZenkaiCon?
1: Well, because of the cancer, uh, I mean, I almost missed Zenkai Con. They, they keep the next time that I go in, they're going to put me in for a week, and the time after that, they tell me it's going to be a month. Um, so I've been missing a lot of dates this year. But there are, you know, terrific conventions out there that I Temple Con, I love to make every year. Uh, Carnage is a tremendous gaming show in Vermont. It's just the, the king of gaming shows on the East Coast, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but there's the Steampunk World's Fair, which I'm hoping to be at in two weeks. I'll see you there. I I love that show. They're building a giant robot in my honor. I gotta be there. I'll toss for that. Yay. <laughs> um, oh, my heavens. You know, you, you go blank, of course. You know, Mepicon and Balticon. Uh, there's, just, there's so many. I'm going to miss National Haunters next week because I'll be in the hospital. That's a fun show. And as you can see, these are all types of shows. I mean, there's Con Con, which is C-O-N-N, C-O-N. And it's a comic convention in, in uh, Connecticut. It's only a one-day show. But it is so great. They packed this hotel with stars. It's just you walk through, and you're meeting everybody from comics that they can find, you know, writers, artists, authors. I love doing that show, but will I be there this year? I, I don't know. It's just everything is in the hands of uh, the, the lymphoma killers, you know. Can they get me back on my feet? I hope so. I hope so, too.
0: Awesome. And um, is there, like, a website you go to um, to uh, buy any of the books that we see here?
1: Sure. Um, at my card, it's just my name. Uh cjhenderson.com I do that because my phone number, my address, my email might change but I got my own name as my website, I'm never giving that up and so uh, cjhenderson.com, there's always free short stories, come in and read them and you know I don't think the webmaster changes them fast enough, so if you read them and you come back next week and the same stories are up go down to the bottom of the page where it says contact webmaster and say hey change the stories damn it I want more CJ let's let's get her working and you know and do feel free to just like send me an email and say hey you know I like this can I, can I? I'll send you a story I don't care you know.
0: all right well awesome well thank you so much for your time and uh, ho- and I hope you enjoy uh, the rest of ZenkaiCon.
1: Oh I, well there's not much left and uh, <laughs> old and tired as I am we are gonna be packing up shoot I mean we only have like an hour left before they're gonna throw us out anyway but uh, it's wonderful and thank you so much for coming by.
0: Well, thank you for having us.